Thank you for listening to Pow Block Podcast, the flagship Nintendo podcast of Boss Rush Network. Do you need even more gaming and entertainment in your life? Head over to BossRush.net where you can find news, reviews, creators, podcasts, and more focused around the content you enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Direct Recap Show, part of Nintendo Power Block here on the Boss Rush Network. I am your host, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is none other than that retro code, Eddie V. Let's go, Elite V. Elite V Ages. Elite Black Ages. There I go again. Corey, boss man, what is up, dude? Let's this direct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's 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 preface some people because I know people are probably listening to this on the Power Block feed. Uh there's going to be two or three really old school Nintendo Power Block episodes including this one. Uh <laughs> yeah. for those of you who listened, you know, before like the Boss Rush Network grew into everything and Ed took over and everything, like there's going to be some real old school Power Block episodes going up. Uh but if you're just lis- watching this on YouTube, welcome. Subscribe, you know all that crap uh yes <laughs> i don't really care how you're watching this or listening to this i'm just like i was telling ed before we started recording i look i i, ho- I host our xbox show arsenal x but there's there's nothing like nintendo and nintendo power block and N- the nintendo directs and just talking about this company that ed and i became friends over it's, it's <laughs> yeah. there's like so it's it's probably been at least like two or three, probably what a little before Christmas we recorded those two expansion pass episodes, I think. Yeah. And like Ed and I have barely, we haven't podcasted at all, and like we only talk to each other through Messenger, right? And it's like, yeah. Oh man, it's just like I I don't get me wrong, I like everything that boss rush has become i'm not trying to complain i'm just saying i miss the old days where we just literally sat down like once or twice or three times a week sometimes just to podcast about nintendo and that was it (laughs) yes man and god dude i missed you man i i mean i called you yesterday right and talked Uh to you about the direct and everything but like there's nothing like just sitting here and it's so it's like 1030 at night. And I already told Ed that I'm really just prepared to stay up till like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, a direct recap show. We do one of these every time there's a Nintendo direct. It's usually we usually try to do it the day of or the day after just to get it up because it's, uh, you know, Nintendo directs are exciting and, you know, Technically, by Monday, nobody's gonna care, but but us, because we'll rewatch it and then do a watch along and do something real stupid. Remember when we used to do that? Remember when we used to watch it? We used to watch it live. Yes. Do a reactions to it. Then we used to do a watch along. Like we would watch directs <laughs> yes. like three or four times before. <laughs> like, exactly. Uh we would watch directs three or four times and do content on the directs. Just you know man i miss uh, i miss those days man where like literally pow block was the only podcast we did <laughs> it, yeah and, and it, uh 
Like, we would do, like, two or three of them a week and then try to do a bunch of stuff around. God, dude. Dude, I I, I was telling Corey, uh, listeners, I was just like, I would, when I was at Toys R Us, I would race home, driving like a bat out of hell to get on the mic to podcast. And even, we was talking about this, and just like, even times that we didn't have a show, we would come together and make a show. Uh, And then the one that hit me was the direct win. Doom, Doom was announced. Yeah, and we was just like, well, remember, remember when we started the show and like, obviously, like the Wii U was like, I, I don't mean to turn this into like a, you know, like a, a, a yeah, throw. <laughs> I mean, like, talk about it, but like, during the Wii U, like we would do this show like twice a week. Yeah, and then like, yeah, man, just, I mean, we can talk more about it on when, because we're recording a power block for next week tomorrow, but. Yes, man. This is this just feels good. God, it feels like home. You know, like this. Uh-huh. It just feels like home. And uh, <sighs> just talking about a direct man. I'm. You you have the notes, right? Yes, I have <laughs> to the talk notes. about and... talk about throwback where I don't take any notes and Ed takes extensive notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So everybody, in case if you missed it. Um, if you go to bossrush.net, uh, you could check my uh, check my article for the Nintendo Direct recap. Um, I go through all the games, some of the trailers, and um, you know this thing spent over forty minutes. Uh, you can watch it on Nintendo's website, or you can watch it on their YouTube page. And they clowned. Like I was texting Corey while it was going on. I had to sneak away just to even catch some stuff, and I caught the last announcement, which we'll get into later on. But I was just like, "What did I miss?" And it's just the, I know like, I kept texting I, you because like because like a bunch of us at uh, uh, you know a bunch of us from work were kind of like watching it in a second window while we were uh, working and stuff, and uh, me and my office mate were just like slacking each other back and forth you see that do you see that and like she's she's kind of new to the nintendo kind of sphere and she's really uh-huh. and she's really into breath of the wild right now which i applaud her for because that is not an easy game to get into uh-huh. uh but like she's like i don't know what this is i don't know what this is and i'm like tech, i'm like messaging her i'm like this is amazing <laughs> this is <laughs> this is awesome oh <laughs> um, yes but yeah, but, it's kind of like it's kind of weird because we actually now have a Slack channel at work called uh-huh. Gamers, and like there's only like five or six people in there, but it's really fun to t- see like to see like, everybody at work has a Switch by the way, and it's really fun because we went on a business trip a couple weeks ago and we were pl- we were playing Mario Kart on the plane like just like wirelessly, and it was so fun. Like it was literally the <laughs> stupid commercial. They're like. Well, tabletop mode, I'm going to slip the Joy-Cons off and just, you know, and it, like everybody had a Switch and it was literally the commercial because uh, the one guy has a Switch Lite, the uh, the other girl we were with has like the regular Switch and then I had uh-huh. I took my OLED. It, like, yes. It's like the whole family's here, all we need is a little whistle song and, you know, uh, some Japanese people behind us snapping their fingers, you know what I mean? Like, oh, God, it's so... <laughs> it was... I, no joke, man. It was so fun. And, like, just playing Mario Kart on the trip, like, because I haven't played really any games except for Destiny for, like, a while now just because, mm. like, the Witch Queen's coming out. 
and like by the time I'm done, like because we've been we've been adding so many shows and doing so many and doubling up and tripling up to try to get ahead, so I can give everybody a week off in the next you know couple weeks or so. And uh, you know, Pow Block's not going to be live obviously Monday because Valentine's Day everybody has off and everything, and like that's why yeah. we're recording an old school episode this week. But like it, playing Mario Kart and having my Switch out, and like I've been playing Metroid Dread, right? I think I'm like halfway through and. I play it for like a half hour here, half hour there, but nothing like super significant, but playing Mario Kart, man, it made me, it made me realize just how much I missed this show in particular and this ecosystem really, like to use a stupid word for the industry, right? Just this, just... (sighs) I don't know, man. Let's let's get back to this. I, I just like <laughs> Mario Kart. Like the Mario Kart experience was so fun. It was so uh, good. Wait till we get to the news with God, that dude. because the Mario Kart I, news is so good. Oh. I I I hit Jack um, Geek Road twenty seven, and you know everybody check me and Jack's article. I, I know I'm plugging, but check our article about the Nintendo expansion pass because this what they what they announced for Mark. You want. Okay, let's just start from the beginning. Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, this nope, is uh, Three Hopes. Three Hopes. <laughs> so yeah, dude. So okay, this was this this was like. Remember when we were watching E three, and the gears pop thing? Remember? Yes. Remember, people were like memeing me left and right with that. They were like, I was like, gears, and then they ch- chainsaw through the brick wall, and it's a pop figure. I was like. No, <laughs> this was that uh, moment for me. I was like, I was like, fire emblem, yes. And then I see like the the guys with the shields. I'm like, okay, fire emblem. And then they're like, fire emblem warriors. I was like, no, <laughs> no. But can I tell you, it graphically looks really good. Oh, yeah, it looks. And great. I'm just like, oh, this is a bit okay, Kobe Tecmo. Mm-hmm. And a W Force. Yeah. I mean, uh, you got to remember though the last the last Fire Emblem Warriors was a 3DS game that was upscaled, right? Because that ran on the new mm-hmm. 3DS, and uh, not that that's bad or anything, but this looks significantly better. Uh, they clearly used the asset. I mean, Koei Tecmo developed the uh, developed three houses. I think they're clearly using those assets in this game, right? They, it's clear. Yeah, because. Um... Was it Kobe Tecmo and Intelligence Systems? Because well, Intelligence Systems was producing it. Oh, okay. And, but they were working on Paper Mario at the time. Ah, oh, so they were working with uh, Kobe Tecmo while Kobe Tecmo was mm-hmm. developing uh, Three Houses. Yes. Well, uh, everybody, um, this is a Musou game that takes place in the Fire Emblem Three Houses universe. You know, uh, like I mentioned. Oh, I yes. already recorded it. <laughs> Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. It's Fire Emblem, <laughs> dude. Of course I did. I I hate myself for it, but I totally did. Um, the game will release on June 24th. Um, is it physical? Is physical pre-orders up yet? Or uh, Yeah, Best Buy they are. Uh, okay. A lot of the stuff on Amazon is not there. I have it pre-ordered at Best Buy, but once it's available on Amazon, I will probably just pre-order it there. Okay, because I, yeah, there's a lot that I need. Like, this I need to pre-order. We're going to get into, like I said. Uh, But, yeah, that was what they first showed off. 
and man, when they show that dragon, I'm like, what in the world is this? Oh, I know. Like this game looks really good, and it's like you you uh, you'll be controlling uh, the three main uh, heroes uh, or players from the uh, first game um, of Three Houses. Um, so yeah. I mean, it's not a, it's not a sequel or anything. Edelgard, Dimitri, and. I don't remember the other person's name. Sorry, I was just trying to. Three houses protagonist, just just like old school, just not even prepared <laughs> whatsoever. Well, uh, uh... we have well, Byleth is in it too, right? And it, they clearly showed female Byleth, so I wonder if she's the canonical Byleth because they didn't show the male Byleth at all. Probably, I think so. Um, and you know what? I really feel like Claude is three, the other guy. I don't know if you're gonna agree with me on this one, Corey. I feel like Three Houses is getting a sequel. Mm, I think because I think this, this is the sequel. I think the next Fire Emblem. Well, remember the rumor? Remember the rumor a couple years ago was that Intelligent Systems was working on a pirate-themed Fire Emblem. Remember yeah. when we talked about that, and then it never yes. came to fruition because they saw how popular the Switch was becoming. Because I think it was originally in development for 3DS, and then I think Three Houses was in development at the same time. Sorry. And I that's I I don't think we're getting a sequel to this. I I mean, I don't really want a sequel to it. I, I as much as I loved it and I love the characters and everything, I don't need to see this story again, right? I think the sequels are built into which house you choose, and that's the replayability you get with these characters. With the characters. So you think that the next fire because I when we talked about it on Power Block, I was just when we were talking about the rumors and stuff, I know people I know there was a rumor that there's three in production, that there um there may be a new game. Uh, another game, and then like an old school one. And I, I, I said that uh, I predicted that there was going to be a Warriors game. So yeah. that that we got this one. I think there will be a new game, which I think that's going to be E3, and that's a talk that um we really going to have to have because man, if E3 for Nintendo is going to show what's going to happen with the fall and the holiday, Nintendo might have 2022 I mean, just, like sold up. Just think of all the stuff they didn't show this time, though, that could be placed somewhere in the fall, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is clearly, they're clearly mirroring 20, or 2017, right? You have, yes. I mean, Mario plus Rabbids will probably hit in August like it did, right, in 2017. You have Bayonetta 3 which will probably take the place of arms somewhere, right? Because, like, I mean, we're not get we didn't get your arms sequel, Ed. Uh, Xenoblade, I guess September, but yes. also like Zelda would be in November, so you're still looking for that big October game, which would be what? I mean, I, uh, in I, you in I, like I, in May, you remember when we were talking yesterday that they don't have a May game? Yes, Monster Hunter, True. Sunbreak, May. That's going to be their May game because Capcom has that presentation. Don't they have like a presentation, a spring presentation coming up for like Monster Hunter DLC, Monster Hunter PC updates, Resident Evil 8 DLC, right? That's Mm -hmm. they have something like that coming up soon, I think. Right. So we're waiting. I haven't seen no announcement yet. That's why um, it was weird that Capcom wasn't in any of this because I'm just like. 
this is weird. I mean, they've been reporting on themselves for Monster Hunter and Monster Hunter stories. So to get nothing for Sunbreak, I I wonder. You might be right, Corey. It may be May. Yeah. Because they did they did set summer twenty uh twenty uh, twenty two, um. But I just man, yeah, that's I we need a direct. We need a Monster Hunter direct, or we need a Capcom direct I'm, because. And like we didn't get any updates on like what's happening with Pokemon either, right? Because like they, yes. I know that Pokemon Unite is supposed to have some stuff. Pokemon Go, like I know they probably have some sort of uh Arceus uh, DLC at some DLC plan, mm-hmm. right? Like not even like D, like real DLC, but like world updates and Pokemon, like adding Pokemon the way that Sword and Shield did, right? Like I, I feel like yes. that those updates are coming. But po- the Pokemon directs are so like, plus, plus they're probably gonna have some sort of. I bet there's a Let's Go game coming out in November, right? Like that's yeah. that's my prediction is like, you know, if my prediction is Pokemon and Zelda in November. Although I, I that might make me think like, either Zelda hits in October or November or gets pushed to March. That's my prediction. So, so when I was on uh, direct um, recap, Pop, everybody, <laughs> right? Uh, we're going to get back to it. So, my prediction was if there was because I was just like, Xenoblade 3 does drop in Mario Kart 9, does get shown in this, this direct to say it was coming out this year. My prediction was that Xena was September, Bayonetta is October, Zelda is uh, is November, and Mario Kart is December. And the only reason why Mario Kart was December because nothing I at this point in time, well, that plus like, is... plus like Mario Kart is Mario Kart, and it's gonna sell no matter what month you put it in. Right, and like because... you could put it in December, and it would be fine. Just like because I think, uh... I, so you said Bayonetta October. Yeah, because the, Bayonetta... my only my only problem with that is like I don't think Bayonetta is is big enough to sell in October. I think you got to put it somewhere out of the way of like call, whatever this year's Call of Duty is, whatever micro like out outside of like Starfield. Mm-hmm. I think you, I know Nintendo's fan base is very passionate, and I know the Bayonetta fan base in particular is super passionate. But like, yes. if you want that game to sell outside of just that niche audience, you have to avoid where. Microsoft and Sony are putting their big guns in third parties, right? Like I think, so, I I mean, there's the rumors of that new Assassin's Creed coming out this year, like that's yeah. gonna sell easily 10 million copies, like it does every year. I I just think I think you got to put Bayonetta in like August or September with Xenoblade. Well, my question was was Bayonetta two on Wii U October? No, I think it was um, like February. No, it was September that year. It was September that year. I think because it released close to October, that's what I'm thinking of it. Because when it came out and everybody September, was getting yeah, it, it was September twentieth, twenty fourteen. Okay. Yeah, because everybody was just like, This is the game of twenty fourteen. Like Bayonetta two took it because Unless we get a Luigi's Mansion Four, unless Capcom is doing a Resident Evil, like I just don't know what takes it for October. But now I do agree. If Microsoft and Sony is dropping something hot in October, Nintendo mm-hmm. stay away. Yeah, literally stay away. I I just think I think Nintendo like the, the Switch has sold so many units at this point that like I don't mm-hmm. think they're worried about selling more. I mean, they're always worried about selling more units, but like. I think now they have to start positioning their software smartly to try to 
uh, keep people engaged with the platform, right? I mean, the system's five years old now, right? God, can you believe the Switch is five years old? The Switch is five years old, and it still feels like a, a new system. Like, yes. I, I don't know why that is, right? Like, I feel like I never felt like that about a previous console, right? It's just like the Switch is just this thing that just keeps going, and like trying to figure out their lineup for this year is insane to think about. I think it's just the unexpected gangs that's that's just dropping on it. Mm -hmm. Everybody, and this is why we call this. You know what would be be really smart in October, actually? Because you know they're going to do that damn Mario Kart bundle again? (gasps) Is drop a wave of Mario Kart DLC the you know at the end of October. And that way you don't need to position a game into October. You're going into the holiday about ready to release Zelda and the Mario Kart bundle. And everybody gets a Switch, Mario Kart, and Zelda for Christmas. Do you think we get third or fourth wave? What? Mm. How many waves do they say there are? Six? There are six. Because there's eight tracks. Yeah, it'll probably be wave three by then. Because the first one's coming out in what? March 18th, I think it was? Yes, March 18th. Yeah. Yeah. So I think... You know what? I yeah because March 18th for spring drop something for the summer mm-hmm. and then while it's in the fall while there's not really no games or anything mm-hmm. they won't decide to do Pikmin yeah. uh Pikmin I, 4 I mean you could you could almost release the second wave during like when all like Madden comes out in August right mm-hmm. that early August slot and uh assuming that Redfall for Microsoft is going to come out then and God of War is supposed to release somewhere around August or September you could position Mario Kart DLC then and not not send a game out to die in August either except yeah. for Mario plus Rabbids because that game is awesome yes so everybody we're gonna get back to it let's go we're gonna sorry go to the next uh, sorry I just I'm the, like I'm just Corey this is Nintendo power block old school this is what we do <laughs> <laughs> you I know missed you. this is this is what we do <laughs> I, miss you I always feel like when I go off I, on a tangent recently, I have to like apologize for it, but it's just this is the show. Because because when you say when you say it and I'm now thinking about it, like I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because it's because it's I mean it's a natural feeling and everything. Because it's just like you get to thinking and you be like, man, the flow of that, seeing it and visualizing it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can I see that. Yeah. So, uh, but everybody, Avest Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp is dropping April 8th. Mm-hmm. Um, it's available now on uh, for pre-order uh, on eShop. Uh, it kinda, it's kind of been on there for, for a bit. Um, uh, uh, Way 4 pushed this game back from December uh, so they could give it a little bit more polish right now. Uh, uh, they announced that all the commanders will be having uh, full voice. Uh, you can fast forward battles and reset your turns for a better strategy. Um, you'll also be able to customize and share your maps with friends and others online. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I already know that Leron is ready to get this game. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm ready to get this game. <laughs> By the way, side tangent, Boss Rush podcast uh, that goes live for patrons on Friday and live on <clears throat> free feeds on Monday. If you watch the I wish we would have recorded it, but his face, his face when he announced, when they announced Front Mission, because he watched it like kind of before we started recording. Yeah. Dude, when they announced Front Mission, his face and the sound he made was 
hilarious. I didn't know that kind of sound can come out of somebody that big, but it was hilarious. Sorry, Leron, I had to make fun of you, but it was hilarious. Oh, he didn't. Oh, he that was his first time watching it. Yeah, it was really oh. funny. It was so funny. Yeah. Oh man, front mission. That is something. Yeah. Um, what did you think, Corey, about this? I, I think it's cool that you know you go from Kirby to uh, a Vest Wars uh, when it comes to like first party Nintendo stuff. I um, mean. Advance Wars like never really did anything for me, which is surprising because I love Fire Emblem. But they're two mm-hmm. really different strategy games, right? And I think like that really cemented it home. Like I'm, st- I'll probably still play it at some point, you know, because yes, it's Advance Wars and like everybody has high praise, and maybe I just didn't give it a chance, right? But like, remember when Wargroove came out and they were pitching it yes. as the the Advance Wars that nobody would make. And I was like, okay, that's that's really cool, right? That's that's cool, but but I wasn't into it. I was excited. I have it on my Switch, and I think I just need to sit down with it and like give it a good try. Because yeah. some people did enjoy it, but it kind of felt like it lost its steam for some reason. Yeah, I mean, it it was so. it was fine. It was not. It, it I prefer Fire Emblem a thousand mm-hmm. times over. Over, yeah. And I know with the Vance Wars one and two, I've never got to play them on the GBA. Yeah. Um, I never got to get the series. So giving this one a try and definitely, I still I still love Way Four. I love I, I don't know some people don't really care for them and sometimes their games are a hit and miss. But I love Way Four and yeah. Well, I'm I ex- love Way so Four too. But I I like I like. You know, Shantae and mm-hmm. uh, Streets of Rage Four, and like I, I, this is just not the one that's gonna do it for me. I think I, I'll try it, but yeah, I wonder why they didn't have a demo. I would love it for a demo. Yeah, drop. I'm surprised they didn't pull a triangle strategy and like, hey, you can play the demo and your stuff will carry over if you buy the game. Right? That seems like a mm-hmm. that seems like a sure thing. I wonder if would they do it in March? Hmm. I mean, they might they might drop it. At some point, right? Like if they have like, you know how they drop those mini directs to try to hype people up for games? Yes. Yes. Well, uh, moving on. Uh, Hello Games No Man's Sky will finally land on Nintendo Switch. Uh, it is planned for summer 2022. Um, you'll be able to explore various planets and be able to craft and build on them. Uh, the game is going to come with all the current updates for it. Um <laughs> So I know a lot of people just said that they weren't impressed by it or anything. I thought it looked really good on Switch. I'm surprised that they're bringing it. I don't know if people didn't say they weren't impressed. I just think people said that it's too late. I feel like, I mean, No Man's Sky has had its run. You know, Mm -hmm. No Man's Sky has seriously had its run. Don't get me wrong, it's been a good run, but that game came out in 2013, 14. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I don't know, like... I'll be happy for people to play it on the go, right? But like, I, I, the funniest thing I saw actually was people were like, "Man, they can get No Man's Sky running on the Switch, but Square can't put the Kingdom Hearts games on on like a (laughs) real form." I was like, "That's cold," but also very true. Yes, I. Uh, the, the what came to my mind is just like that would be cool if Nintendo be like hello 
Yeah, hey, hello, guys. You know, we, we got a little series called Star Fox. Would, would you like to have, like, an outfit or, or a ship part in this game? Like, I could see Nintendo talking to Hello Games. Be like, let's, let's have some conversations. I mean... I mean, well, we'll see, I guess, but, man. Okay, so let's get into the big one. <laughs> uh, it's time to gear up and get ready for some kicky, slidey, and babami. That's right, Mario Strikers is back with a new game, aptly named Mario Strikers Battle League. Um, it's going to be a five-on-five arcade sports game, and man, dude, about, about the net going crazy. <laughs> about an hour before the direct, I saw Larry tweet out, "This is where I'm going to be pre-disappointed that they don't announce Mario Strikers," <laughs> which was hilarious, and I was like. You're not wrong, I guess, but then, uh, then, then he, then he was, then he was right, or he was wrong. You know, they announced it, and uh, so it was just <laughs> yes. funny. Uh, um, it looks like it's going to be developed by Next Game, uh, level, uh, next, le- next level games, next game level, next level game. Um, it, the art style reminds me of Punch Out. Um, and I know they worked on that game, so seeing them do this, um, but like, um, with the cutscenes and stuff, I'm, this looks really, really good. Um, it's gonna have an online club up to twenty players. They could join the club, and uh, you will uh be battling for a higher rank. Uh, the game comes out June tenth, and pre-orders is available on the eShop. Uh, so if you, I, I am so into this. Like it looks really good. It's going to sell. It's going to sell. Like if it gets a good eight point five nines in rating in uh, ratings or even a Metacritic of eighty nine, this game is really going to sell. A lot of people were super hyped. Very unexpected. Dude, and the whole I, the boss rush writing chat on Twitter was like going insane when this got announced. I was like, man, this. I guess I didn't realize this was this popular. I like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I thought it was fine on, on GameCube, but I was like, I don't really know if I need another one. Like, it's cool. Like I liked it, but I, it's like my, <laughs> the game I want the most was, was uh, Mario golf. And it just tanked. I Mario golf was really disappointing, <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah. Anyways. Yeah, so uh, I'll be pre-ordering it, um, the physical. Um, so Summer Run is returning back to Splatoon 3. Um, this time you'll fight new bosses uh, like Fish Sticks, with a salmonoid tower you have to climb and destroy it, the odd salmon in order to defeat it if kind of fuss around. Um, you'll also fight Flipper Flopper, who jumps and shoots a ring of gunk over you. It'll try to flatter you also, so you have to be quick. Um, and this game is still planned for summer 2022. I think this is the August game because I think uh, Splatoon 1 came out in August. Splatoon 2, I think, did June or July, somewhere about around that time. Uh, but I think this is an August game. Um, and if not, I, I mean, I'll be, I'll be shocked. Uh, if it comes in June or July, um, so but I'm excited to play this. I I have Splatoon 2, but I haven't started up yet, because um, I had just recently purchased it, uh, and I kind of want to do the seven run. I want to see how it is. It, it looks really fun to me, and I, man, this game looks beautiful. 
Like, I, they really did a fantastic job with this art style. Like, really detailed um, with this one. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it looks... I mean, it looks good. It looks... I mean, it looks like Splatoon, right? It just... It's like... Uh, yes. So, I will probably play it. I don't know what... Uh, how I will play... I don't know. I just... <laughs> I, I, every time I play Splatoon, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play this. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to play through the campaign. And then I play it, and I'm like, what? I don't know if I like this. Like, I just fall off so hard. And, like, I like it. Like, I really like the Turf War stuff, and I really like playing it. But then there's, like, three other, four other shooters that are in front of that <laughs> that I'm like, I would rather go play Halo or Destiny at this point. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I will give it a whirl, and I will attempt to play it. I'll do my best. I would love to have where we create a bus rush where it'd be like... Oh, like a squad or whatever they're called? Yeah. What was it called? Like a... Oh, that was for Mario Strikers. The club or whatever. The club, yeah. But I would like to have like Pablock versus Arsenal or bus rush versus... um, I don't know. Dignity Podcast or something. (laughs) Like... I. I, that, that, I think that would be real cool just to have fun to see who could paint the most while trying to be, you know, just to have some fun and laugh. Yeah. Now, we're going to put everything to the side because I feel like Square Enix, <laughs> like, stole the, not stole this direct, but they put their foot in this mug. Dude. I mean, did they, though? They got a, I mean, dude, they got. Uh, so, uh, okay, what I liked from Square Enix. Triangle strategy, demo available, saves transfer, just like Octopath Traveler. Love it. Yes. Love it. The, uh, what was it, Live Alive or something? That's what it's called? Uh, Live Alive. Live Alive. That's using the engine, right? The the Octopath yes. engine, the HD2D engine or whatever. 2D. Yes. Like the look. Don't really understand what the game is. Okay, I'll buy it. I'm buying it. I mean, not physically buy it, but I, I'm buying what they're putting down, right? Like, I'm buying what they're selling. Uh-huh. Then you get to the Chrono Cross remaster. And I'm like, okay, not sure how remastered this is. Probably like a Final Fantasy eight and nine situation where they kind of clean up the sprites and whatever. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I like Chrono Cross. Calling a remaster is a bit much, but I'll go with it. Then the Kingdom Hearts crap was like shown off again, and I'm like, I look. I, I will say they didn't spend time on it. They were just like, oh, the game's coming out. There's different versions of I, it. I know, Ooh. and I think they know they screwed up because, yeah. like, I mean, that's so disappointing to not have those games on Switch, man. Like, that's just so disappointing. Those are PlayStation Two games. Those are 3DS games. Those are PSP games. Yeah. The only it, one that I could feasibly see being a cloud version is 3, which is fine. Right? But the rest of them, <laughs> they're PlayStation 2 and a, PSP games. So I think this is the failure all square in this part about all of this. And because of their talking and saying that it was going to cost too much and take too much work to do it. I'm like, do you know that you were going to get $180 from people 
if you release them that way. You could release you could release like five separate packages for sixty dollars a piece, and people would buy them. I'm not buy saying it. that's the smart decision from a buying standpoint, considering like all of them were just on sale on Xbox for like less than ten dollars. But like, you could have just milked this franchise. You could have mm-hmm. put everybody would have spent. You could have sold it as a $200 bundle for everything, and people would have just dropped their pants for this thing. Like, yeah. They, they, I get, like, look, I get it. Porting games down, right? And porting games to the Switch is probably extremely difficult if you are not Nintendo or an indie game or whatever. Yes. But they're square enix right they have the resources they have the capability they work with switch they have exclusive games on switch so they know the hardware mm-hmm. they've ported games from playstation 4 over before right like i am setsuna and lost sphere right those were both yes. playstation 4 games first they know how to do this like find some people and say work on this for six months getting in a running state doesn't have to be perfect people understand that it's the switch right and you're not going to get a 60 frame per second masterpiece but make it work make it work it it's it's like you would have they would have sold 10 times the amount of copies of kingdom hearts if they would have just made it a download or put it on a cartridge and the thing, the thing about it is Square, Square Enix know that they would have made money because they see Octopath Traveler. They see Dragon Quest Eleven sales. So you can't act like that you weren't able to put this on a physical. Because you literally, if they put this, if they would have put this on a physical, separate carts, people would, would have bought this. Because what's not going to happen now is that if it doesn't sell, Square Enix going to be like, well, this is the sale numbers that we got uh, because da da this, da da that. And I'm just like, you're not, you're being tone deaf. You're not listening. You're not seeing. Yeah. That people yeah. said they would have bought this game if you did it physical. And now, if you, t- if you and they could keep the cloud version on there. That's fine. Give that option if they want to. But down the line, if you said we're going to put these games on physical, and if you own the cloud version, you could transfer them to an actual digital version. Great. If they put that mug on the physical copy, a three-pack, go ahead and do a three-pack, and you put it on there for $80, I bet you you would see the pre-orders go for these stores, and you would see people I mean, go you in made and a big, buy You could have made a big event out of it. This is the 25th anniversary of Kingdom Hearts. You could have put it is all that- in You could have put it in a, a mouse ear kind of container and charge $250 for this and slap the words Kingdom Hearts on the front of some and it would Mickey be Mouse ears and it would have sold out instantly. Yes. Instantly. Yes. So, uh but... I mean to to let's I I want to I just want to say I wonder if this had anything to do with like Disney's resources as well. Like I I don't want to put it all on Square because this is technically a Disney property. But still, like Disney should Disney should have realized that this this would have been such a huge deal, and mm-hmm. especially with who they have running Disney games now, like 
who comes from PlayStation, who comes from the world of games, right? And uh, uh, John Drake, right? Like he worked at PlayStation forever. He's been a PR person. He plays games. He knows games, right? Like, right. And and even so, like maybe this was a maybe this was like a a Japanese decision also. Like I I don't know the ins and outs, but you have somebody running Disney games now who clearly knows what they're doing with the licenses, right? With all the Marvel stuff and and Star Wars stuff and you know the rumor of Epic Mickey coming out again and all these other things. It's like why why would you even just chance this? Ugh, just it boggles my mind. Yes, another rant. My... <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're gonna get into uh, a little bit of Square Enix. They announced that Front Mission. Uh, one, uh, the remake is called Front Mission First, and Front Mission Two remakes are coming to Switch. These are tactical RPG RPGs, um, that were only released in Japan back on February twenty fourth, nineteen ninety five, um, so for the Super Famicom. So, um, the first one is planned for a summer release with Front Mission Two arriving later in the future. Uh, they also we mentioned Chrono Cross, the redacted, uh, the Radical Dreamers Edition. It is a remaster of the play. PlayStation One game, but you also get the text adventure of Radical Dreamers that came to the Super Famicom uh, back in uh, 1996. Um, and this, and this one is a text-based adventure. Um, it follows after um, Chrono Trigger on the Super Nintendo, and it never came to uh, it never came to America. Um, check Retro Knots podcast; they did a good uh, discussion about this. Um, and then Chrono Cross, which was released on PlayStation One August first, two thousand, uh, is what you'll be be able to play. You'll be able to uh, skip boss fights, like you don't have no encounters, and they're remastering the music. But Square wasn't done yet with that. <laughs> So, Live Alive is a HD 2D sprite remake of the game that was originally in Japan. I remember personally that they did a picture of this in EGM, uh, but I had no information about this game. And a lot of people said this was the first kind of Octopath Traveler kind of story. But if you really think about it, it's kind of like the first game before Psycho Frontier. Because Psycho Frontier kind of had this premise in a way of selecting different characters for those stories and everything. It looks really, really good uh, for it. Uh, and then, like Corey mentioned, they uh, ended with pri- uh, Triangle Strategy. With the demo, you can play the chapters 1, 2, and 3, and your save data will carry over once you purchase um, the game for it. So, whether you do physical or digital, um, your save data for those games will come up. Um, and don't forget, everybody, we do have on um, February 17th that um, Voice of Cards, the sequel, uh, or follow-up, I should say, is coming to Switch also um, with another game plan for later on. Uh, so we might be getting more Voice of Cards for every four months uh, because that uh, the first one came out uh, in October. So uh, that is all the Square Enix uh, we didn't get no Dragon Quest uh, 3 HD news yet, but I think they're saving that for E3. Yeah. Or, actually, you you know what, Corey? I think because we got March next month, I think Square Enix is going to do their own direct. Well, I, I think, think, we still got I think Square I think Square is going to do their own thing with Keeley at Summer Game Fest is my prediction. Yes. 
Yeah. Because uh-huh. that seems to be taking over E3, right? I mean, mm. it, it hasn't been confirmed, but it's kind of been confirmed that E3 is canceled. But, like, the Summer Game Fest is going to take over, right? And I think they said instead of three months, Summer Game Fest is going to be, what, two or three weeks this year instead? Mm-hmm. Which, is be- which is good, right? Like, I think that that three months was a long... Like, we thought it was a good idea to spread it all out, but, like... It just it lost so much steam after that first week, right after E three, right, and it's just like, man, because like, not only do you, does he have Summer Game Fest at the beginning, but he also has Gamescom and Opening Night Live in August, which is like, okay, well, this is like round two, right? I think that I think the thing with it is just like we didn't know what was being planned, so mm-hmm. it was just like. If they could just tell us what we all should be looking for and be <laughs> able to get prepared, mm-hmm. uh, we would be more interested because at, at last year's Summer Game Fest, as good as it was, I didn't know what was going on yeah. after, like, I, I know some stuff was going on before E3, and then there was the Sony presentation, like the state of play, and I don't know what else was being shown or announced. Yeah. Um. So... But uh, yeah, I can see that happening. Uh, we'll see in the future. Summer's going to be bonkers. I'm hopefully I could get that time off because I want to record with you guys and watch E3. Um, but getting back to this direct uh, for the creators of Asphalt, uh, GameLoft SE is bringing us Disney Speedstorm. This is a uh, free-to-play combat racer that puts Disney and Pixar characters to battle each other to become number one. Uh, the tracks are inspired from Disney and Pixar films, and you'll be able to check out this game later on in the summer. Um, mm. It looks good. Uh, it would have been better if I could just pay $60 and just... or like it, This looks like it kind of... It doesn't look like a full $60 game. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of reminds me that Hot Wheels game that came out last year. Like, the base game was, like, $40, yes. but, like, you could buy the $80 version and unlock everything, right? That's kind of what this sh- probably should have been. Uh, <laughs> yes. Because, like, it looks uh, fun. I- like, it looks it looks like a super competent kart racer. But the yes. fact that it's tied to, like, season passes and a free-to-play model is just, like, man, come on. Like... That's two. That's two Disney f ups in this direct. <laughs> and there is going to be crossplay online, so that is good. That was a kind of surprise. A lot of the games that came to Switch, they were talking about online multiplayer and crossplay. Uh-huh. That was that's really good. Yeah, it, MLB the Show too is crossplay, right? Like that was a big that was a big deal when they announced it for when the Game Pass announcement came out last week. mm Hmm. And they're like, yeah, it's coming to Nintendo Switch. All your progress and carries over. There's online. There's cross-play. There's cross-progression. It's like, wow, they're like, I mean, that it's, I mean, I don't, I know that we shouldn't be surprised by this anymore, yeah. but like, it's still surprising when, especially like, because it's developed by Sony, right? Which is the weird thing is like, Sony's been so anti-cross-play, cross-progression, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then in the last week, like, they developed a game which. Don't get me wrong, it's probably partially developed, but uh, it's, you know, that was probably an MLB decision to do all that. But, like, also them buying Bungie, which their whole mantra the last two years has been like, okay, we're going to get cross-play going. We're going to get cross-progression going. We're going to have all your stuff saved in a Bungie account, and you can play wherever you want. And then there was that Stadia stuff that came out, right, where they're kind of 
maybe going to try to use Stadia tech to have like a Destiny platform to where as long as you mm-hmm. have a controller, you can plug it in and log into Bungie.net and it'll mm-hmm. read all your information and you can play Destiny wherever you want, no matter your tech. And that, like that's really cool. But yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, it was a big Tower man. Casuals episode tonight. So. <laughs> well, I, I will say with Sony bringing the MLB, the show to 22 for Switch, it was great to see. I still, dude, I love that cover. I mm-hmm. really do love that did cover. You see this, um, did you see the Steelbook cover for PlayStation 5? No. Go to the, go to the PlayStation blog, uh, type in MLB, the show 22 PlayStation blog, and uh, just Google search it, and it should be like the first link. Uh, the cover is, it's like a hand-drawn kind of graffiti style cover. Uh, it's really cool looking, and it's a steel book. Oh, is that? I wonder. Is it only for Sony? I uh, I don't know that answer, but it's a cool cover. Uh, well, um, well, and everybody, please go read Corey's story about it. <laughs> back, back, back history about that. Me and you were both on <laughs> doing that. I know we were kind of. <laughs> writing it at the same time to be fair like i saw it go up and i'm like this is going to be a huge game pass story and so i started writing it and then i saw it was coming to switch for the first time and i was like i better mention the switch version at the bottom of this article because someone's going to be really upset if i don't and then i saw in the writer's chat you were like mlb the show is coming to switch i'm writing it up now and i was kind of like and then i typed i was like i already did (laughs) <laughs> and like, ah, and like, I could just hear do, I could just hear you go ah oh, dang it <laughs> like you always do <laughs> I could hear it clear as day sorry uh, and what the thing about it was I think when you did when you did the story this is the behind the scenes stuff and I love talking about this when you did the story I didn't know that you was typing it up because when the announcement came, I only seen it for Switch. Uh-huh. I just and I, you know, I. Well, that's I'm, funny because I only saw it for Xbox because it was like the it was the Xbox because I, I follow Xbox Wire because I mean uh-huh. you know since I've been hosting Arsenal X I figured I should probably follow a bunch of these Xbox things and uh-huh. uh, I was like oh well that's cool like it's cool MLB's coming to this to Game Pass again and I like the image on on the Xbox Wire showed all three versions of the game. Like, it had the Xbox, Switch, and PlayStation versions all sitting next to it. I'm like, oh, well, it's coming to Switch. I should probably just say it, you know. Is this the animated cover with him on fire? Uh, no, it's not animated. It's oh, a steelbook. It. I'll find it. I'll send it to you. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It keeps, it keeps... Oh, goodness. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so MLB the show twenty two is coming April fifth. Everybody could pre order that game. Um, we're gonna get back into some things. Uh, yeah. So that was that was the thing about it. I didn't know that you wrote it. I think I wonder when you did write it, Corey, and Xbox Wire dropped the news. Was that way before the Nintendo One reveal? Was it right before the Nintendo reveal? Yeah. Mu- I mean, it must have been because I. I saw it, and then here I fa- I found it. I'm just gonna oh shoot, that's not how you do this on Windows. Whoops. Oh god, it's okay, everybody. I <laughs> figured. Uh, uh, no, I. Let's see. It must it ha- it must have been like right before because I. 
I, I just saw it on Xbox Wire, and then as soon as you started writing it up, I saw Nintendo's tweet about it. So it must have been, like, either they okay. announced it at the same time or, like, I just happened to open Twitter and I saw the Xbox post first because I have it notified to, to let me know Xbox Wire posts first. Uh-huh. And it, it, it just must have been how it was. How it happened. Okay. Yeah, because when I seen it come to Switch... uh. It was just like a weird kind of drop, in a sense, and I'm just like, oh, okay. Uh, I said, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. See, you know what? I thought someone drew that because people were just like, oh, that would be cool if that was a real thing. Uh, I guess now it is. I do love that cover. It looks really, really nice. Hey. Um, by the way, I know we were talking about scheduling earlier. Mm-hmm. You know what Nintendo's October game could be? It's technically not theirs. Sonic Frontiers, because it's <gasps> holiday. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, just throwing that guy out there as well. Dang it, I feel like I need to market. I need to market for October. Uh, this yeah. is this is going to be one of those moments where, like, <laughs> like when I... Uh, what did I call recently? I forget something. Anyways, continue. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yes, everybody, April 5th. Um, I do plan on getting the switch version. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I, I know I caused some controversy cause people, cause me and Austin was talking about it and we're going to cause controversy guys. Hot take, <laughs> take. from the hot take I... master. <laughs> I literally said that the game is going to sell more on Switch than PlayStation. I don't and, think you're wrong, though. How many people travel and want to play baseball? Like, I mean, remember like how well RBI Baseball did on the Switch? And that game sucks. Yeah. Imagine if you got like a real baseball game on there. Like, yeah. I don't think you're wrong. I Will it sell more than PlayStation and Xbox? I don't know, but I bet it sells at least comparably. Yeah. Well, the, I, I was telling Austin... That MLB the show drops used to it dropped a lot on PlayStation, mm-hmm. and th- he was just like, "Yeah, it sells good." I'm like, "But I don't see the numbers. I don't see the reports, and I don't see people talking about what? it." What I, I, I was, the show was, last year? Yeah, it sold 10 million units on PlayStation alone. And the thing about it is, no one mentioned it. It's like, because I didn't it's even because miss- I I just I feel like I feel like people that play games. And the, like the stuff that we like as quote unquote, as a gaming industry pay attention to don't care about numbers for games like Madden and MLB and NBA 2K, right? And we, they don't care. They show up on, they show up on NPD lists. Sometimes we go over it. Sometimes we don't. And then we move on, right? We're not like sitting yeah. here talking about MLB the show for 20 minutes, even though right now we're talking about MLB the show for 20 minutes. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not part of a quote-unquote gamers repertoire of games like there's podcasts where i that i listen to that talk about this game and you know and i'm like okay i i get it like mlb the show is popular i will probably play it on game pass right like because it's coming to game pass but like i think that this game is going to do i think this game is going to go nuts on switch like i can imagine people like going to baseball games and playing mlb the the show while they're watching a baseball game like i like I know that sounds really stupid, and I'm sure like everybody who's listening to this, their eyes just rolled back into the back of their heads. But I'm like, I could, 
I could see Dan buying this game, going to a Red Sox game, and playing this while he's Dude, watching a Red Sox game. Same thing with people going to the Cubs or even going to, to the Sasuke's, like going through the summer. Like, having that game, and I was just like, it would be cool if Sony and Nintendo or even the MLB to be like, hey, if you bring your Switch or something, you get this free download, or you get this, like, icon or something uh, connected to your Nintendo Switch, and, like, or, or QR code or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you'll get some, you'll kind of get something bonus with it, because it's just like, this is a nice reward that people are bringing your, this game to your, to the, uh, to the field. Mm-hmm. and everything like you got an hour maybe an hour drive or taking the train and stuff why not get a good game of mlb in and so i i feel like with it being on switch and selling a lot on switch there are going to be more recognition of it than the way that it has in the past because when it came to game pass and i remember everybody was just like some people, not everybody, some of the Xbox community was laughing at Sony that it was going to hurt sales and everything. And the game came out maybe for a week and a week or two, dead silent on both sides. Mm-hmm. And I think when they come to Switch now, um, I think there's going to be a lot of talk with it. I like for me again. I just think like people just the people that buy MLB the show are it's mm-hmm. like the Madden people, right? Or they play Madden. Yes. It's like the the stereotypical, like, I kind of play games sometimes in my free time gamer where they all they play is Madden, Call of Duty, and Grand Theft Auto, right? Like, that's like a stereotype gamer person, right? Where, like, those are the three games they buy. And, like, if you're not in the Madden, if you're into baseball, you buy MLB the show. You go out, like, you used to go out and buy a PlayStation to play baseball, Right. I, yes. I don't know how many times I've heard across podcasts where like, yeah, I bought I bought a PlayStation four because I wanted to play MLB the show. Right. Like and yeah, it, and that was the game that sold them, ironically enough, on a PlayStation and not yeah. not God of War or Horizon or Uncharted. Right. It was MLB the show or Gran Turismo. Right. Like those are the games that like you just don't think about those gamers because those are the gamers that those are the games that they play the whole right. year until the next one comes out. Yeah, and uh, man, just the white OLED with red Joy-Cons with the the show, dude, man. Those Mario joy like Mario Odyssey Joy-Cons, like the, uh-huh. the, the that deep red one with the MLB yes. The show <laughs> yes. That, that uh, would be a sexy console. Oh, I would love that. Well, um, everybody, they did some, reveal some classic <laughs> franchises. Star Wars Unleashed is coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, the Wii April- version. <laughs> The Wii version God, with some updates. No. <laughs> April 20th. I know people I was laugh, so but... excited. I'm like, I love those games. I will play those on Switch. It's the Wii version. No. No. Like, I... <laughs> just... <sighs> no. Well, Corey, hold on. Assassin's Creed, the Ezio Collection, um, is coming February 17th. So that's that. next Friday. Uh an SD Gundam Battle Alliance from Bandai Namco. Uh, this is going a game that will let you control miniature Gundams to battle evil and gain experience to make your Gundam stronger. Um, it will launch later this year. And the SD kind of st- uh, stands for Super D4 um, for it. Uh, this game looks up my alley. Very RPG as beat em up. You control three Gundams at a time. And I'm excited to play this one. Um, I don't know when it came out. 
when they say classic franchise, I wonder if this is more of a Japan thing than I mean, America. Must, I mean, it must be, right? I mean, like, there's Gundam games, you know, everywhere, and, like, some of them come here and some of them don't, but, like, this feels like a very specific version of Gundam, you know, that we just, I just, I just, I don't know. Yes. Well, everybody, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. God, uh, they they introduce Muffle Mode. Uh, this mode allows Kirby to become items that will allow him to travel faster, like when he uh, inhale a car, uh, break certain pipes when he becomes a cone, and more. Um, this game comes out March 25th. You already probably seen the multiple memes and pictures, like that has came out uh and there's various versions of <laughs> uh I, I just there's always a nintendo direct or even a smash direct or some kind of di- or something in nintendo's repertoire that someone would just take to the extreme <laughs> with it uh this game looks beautiful looks cute i i'm excited to play this one um any thoughts Corey? uh with it i mean no not really i just Whatever. Uh, uh, one more thing about the show, everybody. Uh, Corey, what you think of that Muppet and his voice? <laughs> was oh, God, I wish was... it was a mess. It wasn't. Was it? it was an interesting voice that I don't need to hear again. Someone said that the Muppet should have had a cigarette in it. Eleven. <laughs> I, I was just like, that is true. Yeah, so, I mean, everybody. Yeah. Oh goodness! Clonoba uh, Fantasy yes. Revere series yes. is bringing the PlayStation Classics of Clonoba and Clonoba Two uh, with remodel graphics for the uh, for this 2D side scrolling platformer. Uh, it will release on July 8th. I am buying this. I played Clon- I did I did play Clonoba on PlayStation One, but I never got a chance to beat it. Oh, uh, I played and the I wanted- remake on the Wii. The Wii one was awesome. Like that was it like one was. of the that was like one of the five games I actually enjoyed on the Wii. It was awesome. Yeah, I think I still own my Wii copy of that. Um, oh, Klonoa was just it was awesome. Yeah, I, I do. I'm definitely buying this game. Like it's there was a, like it's that. A... There's that like that whole slew of Wii 2D side scrollers that were awesome. Like a boy in his blob. And uh, Klonoa and Zack and Wiki, like, there's, like, this whole, like, side-scrolling kind of adventure renaissance and mm-hmm. on the Wii. And it was like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. These are awesome games. And then, like, obviously New Super Mario Brothers was awesome on the Wii. But, like, the rest of it was just, like, crap. I don't want to <laughs> waggle and and nunchuck and everything. I want I want to play normal games. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I really think this is a great summer game, like a like a like a cleanse palette to start July off, um, you know, or even get it to enjoy your like summer vacation. Um, I'm definitely picking up this game. I, I really enjoyed the Clinova series, and I can't wait to get it. But then we've been t- we in the Boss Rush community, and me and Jack and other people, even me and Larry, we've been talking about this happening. Uh, Val is bringing Portal and Portal 2 to the Nintendo Switch with Portal Companion Collection. Uh, you can uh, you'll be able to play both games. Uh, and with Portal 2, you can play local, online, and split screen with a friend. Um, and it's going to be available this year. Um, someone made the joke that they can't believe Val is putting their game on their competition 
on another platform. But I'm just like, I th- I think it's going to come out. I don't for think Xbox the Steam. Too. I don't think the Steam Deck and Switch are on the same. I just level. They're they're just not. I'm sorry. Like I know they're kind of like the you know technically you're playing portable games, whatever. But like mm-hmm. everyone forgets that Nintendo like they don't have Nintendo games. So like what what's the point? You know, I mean, like I get that if you don't care about nintendo games like the steam deck is probably a better option if you have the money for one yeah but like nintendo's just in its own lane doing its own thing and they just it's just not a competition i think i think they will coincide and coexist right like i think that if you want to play portable big boy games you get the steam deck and if you want to play nintendo games you buy the switch right and yes uh i do think it that's a topic for another day. We just we can talk about it <laughs> later. I don't. Uh, and you'll be able to use your Drake cards for the portals also, which I think this is it's cool. You know me, I'm playing with my pro controller. Um, I I never got to play Portal One, so this is gonna be my first time playing it and enjoying it. Portal Two is hilarious. <laughs> the writing is good. Uh, great puzzles. I'm excited. I'm ready to pay my sixty dollars for this. Hopefully, it is a physical version, then and not just a uh, not just a um, eShop or digital version. I hope that physical happens for it. Um, now, Corey, how do you feel? About, how do you? Feel I don't about... care about Portal. I hate Portal. Oh, remember? How do you feel... Remember when like we were doing stuff with Larry and we did the whole portal thing and I, yeah. I, I hated it. I hated every second of it. Uh, well, Corey, I got to ask you, how did you feel about Nintendo switch sports? Ah, dude, I, that was the best announcement of the whole thing. <laughs> I told you, I was like, dude, if they just, if they just put Wii sports on the switch for mm-hmm. $40, they will rake in the cash because the switch is the perfect console for those who grew up with the Wii, right? Like, say, like, you were 5 or 6, somewhere between 5 and 10, and you got the Wii, and, like, Wii Sports was, like, your first real hit with the the the, the uh, Wii, and, like, you grew up, and you're like, oh, maybe I'll dabble in Xbox One or PlayStation 4, and then the Switch comes out because you skipped the Wii U because everybody skipped the Wii U. You're like, oh, yeah, Switch, awesome, whatever. Wii Sports, dude. <laughs> Wii Sports. I am okay. so excited for Wii Sports. It's forty dollars. I don't care. I will buy it. I will give you. I will. I would have paid sixty for Wii Sports on the Switch, man. Like I, I know. Like people are gonna make fun of me for saying that. I don't give a shit. Sorry. Don't care. Sorry, kids show. I'm just Wii Sports. It's back. <laughs> Well, everybody, uh, Nintendo Switch Sports is a follow-up to Wii Sports. Activities include in this game uh, tennis, bowling, uh, Shambara, uh, and additional sports will are also added this time. Soccer, volleyball, which I do. I cannot wait to play volleyball. I played volleyball in high school, everybody. I'm so excited for this. Um, and badminton. The physical physical version would include a leg strap where you can play shootout mode with your legs. Um, local and online play are included, so you can play on one switch with both modes. For a demonstration for volleyball, uh, Yoshiaka Kazumi joined Takahashi, who was hosting it, for a quick game. So you kind of got an idea on how everything was going. Um, Nintendo Switch Sport will release on April 29th with an online play test planned for February 18th through the 20th. Dude, 
I I hope that Friday, next Friday, um, dang it, I gotta close next Friday. Crap. Um, <laughs> I cause dude, I would love to do a online play test with everybody. Yeah, that would be cool. Like a like a stream almost with everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we. I mean, technically, we could technically do that, but that would be kind of mean to do it without you. But we might do it anyway. Sorry. Yeah. No, go. I. I. I feel like go ahead and do it. Show it off and everything because um, I. We, I don't know what time it goes live or anything. We don't know what it is, but I. I'm definitely excited for because everybody's gonna be jumping on it. I think that is the weekend game next week, even though we got like. Um, uh, how uh, Voice of Cars and Assassin's Creed next week, and people getting ready for Horizon and Elden Ring. This is a good thing for the weekend, mm-hmm. for next weekend. Um, and I I love their online test, like the way they did ours, and hopefully, uh, you know, they'll do one for Splatoon. But I I hope they just do it. They do it all day instead of having our blocks and stuff. Um. Yeah, and let and and it's cool that they said that they would love everybody's feedback so they could get the game ready. So if it if it happens to be delayed and don't come out on April 29th and decides they moved it to July or something, um, that would be good because they're gonna add uh, golf later on in the summer and some uh, other content later on. Free updates for mm-hmm. this game. Um, I, I think we'll be good if this game got pushed if we got pushed back in to july to fix the online and you know get things ready you know i hope they do it so you know everybody if when you see this if they're planning to play it let us know mm-hmm. um I, I definitely would love to hear on the discord and uh, on our twitter feeds what everybody in our facebook group i would love to see what everybody think about this game because i do Corey, i I want to do some bowling with you, and I definitely want to do some volleyball. With Dude, my I'm people. telling you, God, this is where like what we were talking about earlier. Like, just, it wouldn't it be nice if it was just <laughs> old school. Like, we would do, <laughs> we would do like, you know, <laughs> switch stuff. Like, just Nintendo content. It's <laughs> just like God. This would be perfect to have like a com- <sighs> Nintendo community game night where we all just like even like the that the bowling battle royale crap that they were trying to show off like that would be hilarious that would be so good oh yes i definitely would be up for that i do i i'm definitely buying the physical i think that's the thing i think they're going to do some digital sales because some people might not care about the shootout with the soccer but this game is definitely going to sell physically so i'm just waiting to see if pre-orders are available um, they probably are. I uh, just don't know yet at this side because I definitely want to pre-order one um, and get it. It's just like literally have fun with it. Yeah, dude, I'm excited. I know. <laughs> this I'm telling you, dude. This is like. I'm, t- I'm just. I'm telling you, man. This is uh, this direct. It was. It was a good one. Like, it was. It was the one that I was. I think I was most excited for in a long time. Like the one that was in September was like it was fine, right? Like it was cool. Like I, 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 I'm gonna be honest. I don't even remember like some of the stuff that was announced in September. Like I know we saw the some of the Zelda stuff, which was awesome, and the Monster Hunter uh, Sunbreak stuff, which was cool. But like, yeah, I still don't even like really remember what else was announced then. Kirby, I, think I guess. Bayonetta three was the big. Oh yeah, Bayonetta three was the other one. Yeah, I forgot. 
podcast. Yeah, right. I think Kirby. Uh, yeah, I think Kirby also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, everybody, get ready to drum up some action with the new release, uh, Takio no Tatsuin. Uh, rhythm festival. Um, you'll get to beat your way through 76 songs, one of which is an orchestrated theme song of the Legend of Zelda. Uh, uh, this game will be released later on this year, and also is going to have uh, it's going to offer a paid subscription, which will offer up to 500 songs with this game. Um, this one is from Bandai Namco. Um, it looks cute. I've never played any of the games. Um, it's not for me. Uh, but I know it's popular, and I do respect it, and I'm happy with people who are willing to play this game and stuff. Um, any thoughts, Corey? Uh, not, not in particularly. Okay. I mean, it's continue. Sorry. Sorry. No. no Sorry. Uh, so, uh, Cuphead, the delicious last course DLC, will bring more bosses and a new playable character, Miss Chalice, who has a double jump and a dodge roll to her gameplay. Fight new bosses and enemies on June 30th. Um, I think this is the first reveal of the date, I believe. Uh, no, I they, they did it. Microsoft did it. Uh, when did they do that? They showed it off somewhere. Yeah. Game Awards, they showed it off. But did it have a date? Yeah. Yet? Oh, they did. They did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that was my that was my uh, kind of concern because I was just like, is this a special announcement uh, <laughs> or anything? Because uh, I knew it was coming out. Uh, I just didn't know if Nintendo had a date for it um, and Microsoft didn't date it or anything. Um, but I'm excited. Uh, the, the, the struggle is I'm definitely going to have to buy for Xbox and for Switch because I own the game on both platforms. Yeah. Uh, and I'm excited to play that. Um, quick new, quick update for Metroid Dread. Um, uh, the, it's added two free updates. The first adds two different modes. Uh, dread mode and rookie mode and dread mode. Uh, if you get hit uh, one time, you dead. Um, so you know it's on a one hit uh, challenge. Oh, trust me, people are going to be watching the speed runners now, and believe me, it's going to be amazing to see how people play this game, how how good they know. Because if they make one mistake, oh, it, it's going to mess up their whole speed run. So I'm excited that Nintendo is giving them that challenge. But Ricky Mode is kind of like if you need more health and you feel like the game is challenging, um, but and Ricky Mode will make it easier. It's good that they offer that. Uh, that one is available now if you guys want to download it. Uh, and the I second already update, did. <laughs> uh, the second mode is, you know, it's after RNA, the boss rush mode. Uh, where you'll just fight all the bosses in the game uh, back to back. Um, that uh, update is coming in April. So um, I wonder what LeBron thought about that when he's seen it. Of of which one? Of what? Of Metroid Dread, the updates. Uh, I, he was like, no, nah, I'm done. I Nope. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> uh, well, and Earthbound Beginnings and Earthbound is coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Um, they're now available to play. Uh, Earthbound Beginners is originally known as Mother. Never came to America until the Wii U was available. Uh, I believe it was 2014's E3, 13 or 14's E3, maybe 15. I think it was 15 because um, like they didn't really have anything, and that was kind of like one of their big pushes for virtual console that year. Yeah, uh, um, because, because a lot of people year- were like disappointed. They're like, "Where's you know, where's this uh, 
why is virtual console not getting anything and they did like a little bit of a push which by the way shout out to wii u virtual console it's so nicely like organized and <laughs> i want those files game boy advance games on it <laughs> yes uh, um which is which is uh I was uh download I was buying a game today and it said did you want to merge your 3ds and Wii U, uh, uh, like if you have money on them, uh-huh. if, uh, and and everything is still under your one account, they were just like if you want to merge everything and put it under your Switch, you can. Yeah, I was just like, oh, that's cool. I didn't yeah. know they. They, I, uh, they when when Metroid Dread was announced and I had my Wii U, uh. I was updating it, and when I went to the eShop, they asked me that too. But when I was about to, when I went and bought all the Metroid games on mm-hmm. Wii U, and they're like, "Do you want to merge this with your uh, Nintendo account?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then like the leftover money I had showed up in my Switch eShop account. I was like, oh, "Okay, that's nice." That's cool. I didn't realize that they did that. Yeah, I I think they just I know they had some online um, maintenance because it was kind of down. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if that was part of the update or that they fixed on. But yeah, everybody, um, Earthbound uh, beginning and Earthbound, which was known as Murder 2, uh, was the sequel to it and it came out on Super Nintendo. Uh, and also it was re-released on the Wii U. Uh, both games are available on the Nintendo Online, so you can play it on NES or the Super NES for each game. Um, <laughs> How many people were disappointed that Mother 3 was not announced yet again? <laughs> <laughs> because Ido, who is the creator of the Mother series, he made a post. And so... I know he did, which was hilarious. I was like, I was like, they're just adding. Look, Mother Three was a Game Boy Advance game. They're not adding it to Switch, right? Like, it, it, there's no significant mm-hmm. anniversary. Like, they're just adding Earthbound to your online subscription. They're not like, even I knew that. Like, as someone who doesn't care anything about Earthbound, and I know that's gonna. <laughs> I know, look, I know this is going to literally kill some people in the Boss Rush community, but I think Earthbound is incredibly overrated. I think that game is like, I think that game, that game became like a myth because nobody bought it. And then like Toys R Us was selling them with the strategy guides for like 20 bucks a piece. And then like once they were gone, people started selling them online for like 150 bucks and then like it just it's like one of those collector's things it's like it's like valkyrie profile back in the day right except valkyrie profile's way better but it's still not a good rpg it's like it became a myth because it was one of those square rpgs nobody heard of because final fantasy 7 and 8 were out and everybody was talking about those and they yeah. put out this like side scrolling weird combo based rpg for the face buttons and like, i don't want to play that i don't want to play final fantasy so funny story about that query uh my Kmart was the only place that sold Earthbound yeah. for Super Nintendo. And I didn't know what it was. Like, there was no Nobody kind of knew what it was because nobody bought it. <laughs> you know, and I was a kid at that time, so I couldn't buy games like that. I wish I was. I wish I would have my dad with me at Kmart. He would have probably bought it for me. Um, but uh, they did a montage of games coming to Nintendo Switch Zombie Army 4 Dead War by Rebellion is arriving on April 26th. Getsu Fuma Den Undying Moon by Konami is available now on the eShop. Uh, that's a game that I uh, purchased and downloaded. Um, Demon Slayer from it? Sega. Uh, the Konami game? Getsu Fuma, Getsu Fuma Den Undying Moon. Uh, 
it's a remake or it's a sequel to one of their games that was uh, Japan only. Because um, I've never heard of it. Mm. And they showed it in... Uh, I think they showed it in that uh, September uh, um, Nintendo Direct mm. uh, with it. So uh, I can't wait to give it a try. It looks very beautiful. Um, Lego Bros by Lego Games is arriving in June. Uh, and Two Point Campus by Sega comes May 17th. Two Point Campus um, is going to be interesting. I don't mm-hmm. know how it will be on Switch because of... I mean, I guess it might be good if you use touch controls. Yeah. That might be, um, seem like the way to use it or play it. But Okay, so <laughs> Mario Kart 8 Deluxe lives on. The director announced <laughs> that this successful racer will receive paid DLC known as the Booster Course Pass. How A many of- times... How- Sorry, I have to interrupt you. How many times when I was still hosting Pow Block, how many times did I tell you Mario Kart 8? We do not need Mario Kart 9. We just need Mario Kart 8 DLC because this is the perfect Mario Kart game. And all I want is tracks from each of the other games and I will pay $40 for it. What? How many times I say that, Ed? How many you times I it, say that? You said it many a times. And I... When this announcement happened, because I I think I I think you hit me up and you were just like, "Dude, I'm gonna be broke," and I was just like, yes. "What the world happened?" This is you this just was the like, point. You, dude, you didn't reveal this. You were just like you have to watch. I, well, I knew you were at work, and I didn't I didn't want to spoil anything. Yes, but every time something came up that I was like excited for, I was like, "Ed, I'm gonna be broke," and then it was like ten things in. I'm like, "Ed, I I." I'm going to be broke. I'm going to be broke. <laughs> oh. uh, well, a total of 48 tracks from various Mario Kart games are remastered and released in six ways. All of these will contain eight courses per wave, coming to completion by the end of 2023. Bunkers. Literally bunkers. And I'm going to tell you why this is bunkers. Because when... Was it Mar- No, the first Mario Kart 8. Because when they did that $12.99 deal... Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody bought it. I was yeah. just like, oh, this is because crazy. Because that was a good deal for, for, what, 16 tracks, I think? Yeah. Or, yeah, it was 16 tracks for, like, 12 bucks. Or, like, yeah, right? 12? They were for eight, 13. They were eight apiece, but if you bought the bundle, it was twelve ninety nine. Yeah. And we and thought that was an amazing deal. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Right. Every, and everybody, because we was knowing what was coming, we were seeing it, and when we got the price... Everybody had purchased because I think I, I purchased it um, when it became available to purchase. I'm like, oh, heck yeah, I'm spending $13 plus the tax on mm-hmm. this month. Heck yeah. Um, the first wave will be released on March 18th. And if you have the expansion pass, Nintendo's expansion pass, you would get these waves at no additional cost. But if you want to buy it, it's available for pre order for $24.99, which is not a bad deal at all. Dude, you're getting 48 tracks, it's 50 cents a track. You break down the math. It's fifty cents a track. Like you're, you're, you know, like whatever. It's fifty four cents or whatever. But like, right. dude, come on. That's that's nothing. And like, I have the I have the fifty dollar uh, online subscription. I still I still bought it. Right. Like I just this is something like I think I think 
the way that Nintendo is doing their DLC is really smart, like including it in the $50 th- in the $50 mm-hmm. whatever, like it keeps you engaged in the ecosystem, right? You get the Nintendo 64 games and the Genesis games. I know people have problems with the price point, but we talked about this when the Animal Crossing DLC came out, right? We were like, yes, if they just keep adding, like, what if they did this with Zelda? What if they do this with Metroid Prime 4? What if they do this, you know, with, with uh, Mario Party, right? Like they just keep adding stuff incentivizing you to spend that $50 a year and then like if you want to keep it and you're like I don't want to pay $50 a year anymore like 25 bucks is not a bad deal and so like I just bought the Mario Kart DLC because I know that if I have to cut that $50 off at some point I'm still, still going to play the... Mario Kart I'm still going to be able to play those tracks right so right but, yeah and and I think what's going because I might end up doing the whole thing to the twenty five dollars because it's just like in case of anything, definitely yeah. if you're on the road and you're not connected to Wi Fi, yeah, and that you too. guys want to play it, that too, you can just download them locally. You'll be able to like play them and like if you go on a trip, like don't get me wrong, like I I try to hook my stuff up to Wi Fi, but sometimes the Wi Fi is just not good enough and you just don't bother, mm-hmm. right? And like the way Switch does finds Wi Fi and stuff is like really ridiculous, and it's just like well, I don't. I don't want to do that. And now like the way that hotels have all these like secure passwords and like room based passwords and stuff. I yeah. don't want to go through all that. And it's like, I just want to play Mario Kart, you know, like I'm just going to play Mario Kart. I'm just going to have these tracks here. I don't need an online check-in and I'm good to go. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's so cool offering this there for people who like, it's good. You have, you have the expression pass. So you like really running it through there while you're at home, but you're on the go you have purchased it, so it's in your cart or mm-hmm. is digitally available to you. So Nintendo is still making money off of this. I think a lot of people are still going to buy it while having mm-hmm. the expansion pass. Uh, and it's not so much double dipping; it's more as having a backup. It's just like and it's just a security blanket, right? It's just like yeah. Okay, well, like okay, well, also like I could see people waiting after Wave One and Two. Like, they have the expansion pass, right, because they want to play Banjo-Kazooie mm-hmm. or Majora's Mask or whatever, and they have Mario Kart. And I could see them after, like, maybe they'll be like, oh, well, I want to wait and see how good the tracks are, which is, like, really dumb because it's Mario Kart and all the tracks are awesome. But, yes, you know. Uh, <laughs> and, like, they'll wait till December after Wave 3 comes out and be like, you know what? I think it's time. I have a Nintendo gift card. You know, it's it's I can keep these tracks forever, that kind of thing. And it's like, cool. This is a yeah. this is a good thing. Do I I man, when you said that Breath Breath of the Wild too, I could see that literally happening. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, what... or or even or even connect the past like the the uh, Champions DLC mm-hmm. to Breath of the Wild. Yeah, like, or. Or, like, what they could do is, like, they could start uh, strategically placing DLC in certain places where, like... Yes. So, the Trials of the Sword, right? That mm-hmm. wasn't a great DLC, but it was it was an interesting survival mode, right? They yes. could tie that to Expansion Pass and then charge you for, like, the big expansion. You know? Like they, yeah. I mean, they... Not that, like, I know people think that that's, like, really you know, shady business dealings or whatever, but like this type of system allows them to play with different types of DLC and say, okay, well this type of DLC can fit into expansion pass. Whereas the bigger DLCs and expansions can, you can pay for them or, you know, you can, 
you know, it just allows them to be flexible with DLC and payment methods and everything, which is like, yeah, I get it. It gets a little hairy and a little sketchy sometimes, but like, but you know it's what? a business, you know, like I, I, I get it. And I, and I think Nintendo has been reasonable with their prices for DLC. Yeah. DLC for Nintendo, like the, the prices are not a, a problem. Like it's usually like it's it's never over thirty dollars. I don't think I've ever paid over thirty dollars for anything, right? I think the the Fire Emblem DLC was twenty five bucks. The Zelda DLC was twenty. This is twenty five, right? Like I right. I don't I can't think of anything that wasn't over thirty dollars at this point. And you're and you're getting a lot of content. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah, I'm thinking I'm gonna, uh, cause I own it, like I said, I own Mario Kart 8 digitally, and just to have this on, like, with it, and just let everything by 2023 20, just own it, be like, yeah, I got the full package. Now that we know that, and you made a very good point, cause I think you already said that Mario Kart 9 will probably be on their next console. Mm-hmm. With 48 tracks added with the D, even with all the stuff mm-hmm. that came just on the regular deluxe Mario Kart 8, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I mean, they could, could see that. You could almost import Mario Kart 8 stuff into Mario Kart 9 at this point, too, right? Yeah. Like, if you... And this this kind of just proves to me at this point, and I think, I think Galatrad tweeted this out at some point, that this convinces me more than ever that Mario Kart 9 is just going to be a sm- smash cart where, like, you're going to have Fox McCloud, you're going to have Samus, mm-hmm. you're going to have all these characters from different, you know, backgrounds and in yeah. and, and different games and, and stuff. And, like... Which makes sense at this point, right? Like, I think I think people are ready for Mario Kart Nine to have, you know, Fire Emblem the, characters in it. You know, yeah, like the awesome. Because I, because do if your backup saved, like if you got the special pass, the stuff is in the cloud, and Mario Kart Nine can read all of that to and be imported into the game with e. Well, not with ease, but let's just say with Microsoft <laughs> at this time that ever happened. Yeah, I can see that happening. Mm-hmm. And Mario and like Mario Kart Nine be like Mario Kart Universe or whatever they want to call it. I could see that happening because yeah. you you have all this information and save data, bam, imported like that yeah. with with ease. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and even if you own the game digitally, like they know that you own it, right? And like, yes, it might get a little bit more complicated with like a a a physical version, but I mean, there's ways around that, right? Like Hitman did it, mm-hmm. you know, like. And I'm not saying like Nintendo's as technically savvy as as IO or whatever, but like Hitman did it, where like even if you owned a physical copy, they still imported. They still knew that you imp- you could import those levels, right? They and it just allowed you to do that. So maybe if yes. you have that, like if you like redeemed your Nintendo my Nintendo awards for Mario Kart, they know that you redeemed the code to Mario Kart. So like they know you own the game. And that would allow you to unlock those levels in the future Mario Kart. Yeah, uh, I I uh, gotta say that because uh, I didn't check this. Um, so Corey, you may know when you bought the DLC, mm-hmm. did you get like bonus bonus coins into your account? Like how they be like uh, you buy additionally? Well, the thing is, is like they don't charge your account until two weeks before the DLC releases. So I won't uh-huh. know until the beginning of March. Uh, do you know if they had like uh, if you I know they it, had like the coin said, thing. It's it? yeah, it said like plus something. 
I Sometimes forget. it's like a 150 or 200. I think it was like 160, actually. So like a dollar. That number sticks in my head. I'm not 100% sure, though. Okay. Let me look it up. I, I wonder which if I, it's uh in here. Which which I think is awesome that they attach that you get this money to add it to your collection when you buy DLC. I mm-hmm. think that's so cool mm-hmm. uh, with that. Um, so, Let's see. Uh, well, uh, I, while Corey's looking that up... Uh, no, you can't. Gonna, no, you can't do this without me. Final... You can't get in this without. I, I, I know. I know. Hold I, that's, I, I, I know. I'm not about to get into it. I'm not about to get into it. I'm just like. I'm just saying that. Uh, um, there's been a lot of uh, recent announcements that have come to Switch. Um, in Japan, they did have some different games that people can check out. So um, they had like three additional games that. Uh, was only Japan only. That's not in America. So if you guys want to check that, you can. Um, like like say. we mentioned, or oh, it doesn't say. Yeah. Um, like we mentioned before, there has been some early announcements and everything before the Nintendo Direct, like the MLB, uh, the Voice of Cars, and stuff like that. Uh, so you guys could check news and see previous announcements for games that wasn't in uh the nintendo direct but it kind of felt like it was a nintendo direct mm-hmm. um so i'm ready to talk about the uh the big one okay so <laughs> now the finale the last reveal for the dan i'm gonna be hyped for you right now <laughs> Was a high-profile prediction from the Bosworth community. Monolith Soft officially revealed Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Time the worlds of Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2. You can see the beautiful world in action. And trust me, Monolith Soft has left everyone's speeches with a stunning detail environments. Jaw dropping. Monolith Soft did not come to... They was not playing around. They were just like, we're going to, y'all want to laugh at Nintendo about this graphics? We're going to show you some graphics and we're going to make it sure that it's smooth. Oh, um, not gosh. much is known about the story or the characters yet, but September is the Nintendo release date. Can't get here fast enough. We hope to learn more in future uh, Nintendo Directs, but at this time, everybody, if you want to see more, check out the trailer on YouTube. Corey. Oh. Oh my gosh. I know we now now before you go, I know we've been going back and forth, me, you and Dan, at just the community. And we all had our opinions about it. And I have been a firm believer that Xenoblade Chronicles 3 wasn't ready yet. Not saying that it wasn't in development or anything. It just wasn't ready because I felt like their well, new IP we, was We talked about that. We talked about their new IP like it had to have been a couple years ago at this point. Because mm-hmm. like it was right after Torn of the Golden Country came out, which was like the DLC yes. for two, and we knew that one of their team, we knew that one of their teams was working on the remaster for one. We knew one of their mm-hmm. teams was working on, uh, uh, Breath of the Wild two, right? Because they, they uh, Monoliths, one of their teams is it, it built the overworld for Breath of the Wild, and they're helping with two, right? So we knew yes. those two projects were. We know they have four teams, right? And so. One of them is a Nintendo support team. So one of them was off probably making assets for like, I don't know, something stupid. Uh, but the that third team we thought was working on the new IP. And like, yes. it turns out that they were co-developing Xeno, like they were co-developing Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Because I think like with the release of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, 
and the popularity of the Switch and the re-release of Xenoblade Chronicles 1 that like they saw that Nintendo saw a chance to really build themselves a new franchise, right? Like and and for all intents and purposes, like Xenoblade, we thought we were only gonna get one Xenoblade, right? We thought the Wii version was it, and then they ported it to 3DS and okay, that that was a nice little 3DS experiment, but like they 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 made a second one for the launch of the Switch, and then they made a third one, which was in like this trailer was incredible. Like the the vistas and like just yes. like you know what you know what it reminded me of honestly was Tales of Arise, like the scenery. Yeah. Set like set yes. in the Xenoblade world. And like I mean, you knew it was Xenoblade because you saw the Titans in the background, right? And you saw yes. the sword sticking through the world, right? And like I think they said that this is the culmination of the worlds between one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, converging right and it takes place in yeah. a far-flung future where these worlds converge because they added that wow uh they added that um epilogue to one where rex and and shulk meet right like that they added that epilogue where they kind of tied these two worlds together and this is this is what happens now after that i guess yeah, I do. I I first of all, can I get a? I I, I want a wallpaper on my computer just with that title. It, like that shot, that mm. last shot when when it's just the two characters and just that sky. I'm like, oh yes, I need this. And I know everybody wants Xenoblade Chronicles X. We all want it. I just didn't expect it to be announced this early. And this early, I, it's been five years. <laughs> Well, well, I just didn't because I thought it would be something for e, that they would say for E3. I mean, I know they're um, working so, on Zelda time, but dang. <laughs> uh, and, you know, so that's what I, I was expecting Metro Prime 4. I wasn't expecting uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I thought it would be something for uh, E3. And, yes, everybody, I owe Dan a bowl of ramen and uh, – no, a Poke Bowl, I owe him and some whiskey. <laughs> so uh, – I'm I'm looking for the Xenoblade episode, but side tangent. On November twentieth, twenty eighteen, we have a. Uh, this was like three months before they announced it was delayed. Metroid. Uh-huh. Pri- our, the title of episode one thirty six of Power Block was Metroid Prime Four Well into Development. <laughs> <laughs> that episode aged well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, dude, uh-huh. we like we just. We were such fanboys back then. We just didn't care what we said on the show. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you but side tension again, everybody with Metro Pride 4. With all that talent from other developers coming, I I was just like, what is this game going to be? Them coming from Battle what uh EA, Activision, uh three four three studios, like you got some of the biggest shooters coming to Metro to make work on a Metroid game craziness and i'm i still just don't know what it is um but that was a side chance with xenoblade chronicles 3 um i will say this someone at nintendo of america been paying attention Hmm. and i think they've been paying attention because they noticed that people started looking for xenoblade chronicles um uh, and they knew that some of the sales was going up, not just only digitally, but someone was just like, we're looking for the physical. 
because so many people started looking for the physical of Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2. And me and Corey, we got our collections for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, we got our pro controllers for Xenoblade Chronicles. It's right here in the video. You can see it, right? You can see it. Well, maybe you can't, but I think the video team, I think whoever's watching the video version of this can see it. Yeah. Um, I got mine by my side. I, we so, need to collect. it. Dude, I hope they. To... I hope they do a Xenoblade controller for Xenoblade Three. That, I was about to. That's what I was about to say. Because this is the. I'm... It's the best feeling of the Switch Pro controllers, in my opinion. The yes. D pad is definitely the best out of all of them. Like. Mhm. Now I love my Master Hunter Rise controller. I love the design on it. I need the Xenoblade Chronicles Three. I I need it. I don't know what the design or what the color is going to be. I need a. I need that Pro controller. Yeah. Like I will order from Best Buy. I will probably fight somebody at Target because they like to be wishy washy. Um, Where but is this I, episode? <laughs> but I I'm going to it. need it. Um, but I'm hyped, dude. I'm I so excited it. for this. Like I I so I want to I want to play two again because I I played it and then I got I got sidetracked by something else and I never finished it. But I do want to go back and mm. play two because it's like. It's awesome, and I want to really like. I don't know. I want to play the first two again, and but like, I'm gonna play two, and I'm gonna play Torna, and then I will replay. I'll play one because the epilogue of one technically takes place after two, mm-hmm. and I think it's meant to be played that way. Uh, the re-release is meant to be played that way. Yes. Um, so I think that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, this year, and uh, hopefully in time for three. Yeah, I I feel like by the summer, um, there's gonna be digital sales for one and two going up, and I even and I think the DLC because I think just like you, Corey, people are gonna prepare for that game if they missed out. Yeah. Um, and it'll be a it'll be good for Nintendo to be like, you know what? Let's put all three games out for physical limited edition if they want to. Don't care. We'll put it out and they'll see record sales for mm-hmm. it. Oh, um. This one, yeah, it's 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 a must have. Like and mm-hmm. doing it in September. Yeah, I think they're going to see those pre-orders, not just only for digital, but like me, I, I've been pre-ordering my games from Best Buy. Yeah, and once, I mean, and... that, it seems like, I mean, just from anecdotal evidence from like Stephanie and, you know, a couple other people on the team, they're like, yeah, we order stuff from Target and it gets here like two or three days later. And like Amazon has been super unreliable in certain areas mm-hmm. of the country lately. And it's just like, I mean, I'm lucky from Amazon, like I can get stuff next day because there's a distribution center 15 minutes from my house but like right and it's you know people are disappointed like you're paying for two-day shipping and you don't or you pay for like day of day and date delivery and you just don't get it yeah and i think that's why when i go best buy because they offer uh pickup or um and this is cool too uh corey even if they don't have it, if they're not, that store is not getting it, they'll ship it to you. Uh-huh. You would get it on the day that it releases. Yeah, and, and that's you get it. yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's you know, I think that's good. Like, I really want to. 
I want to wait and see if Xenoblade three because like I'm gonna get I'm gonna get it digitally right like I mm-hmm. I get everything digitally now but I've been since we since we've like really talked last like I've been like really recollecting physical games of series that I like right and yes this is definitely one of those series that I love and you know it's right it's literally up there with Zelda and Fire Emblem for me at this point yeah and uh so I want to get the steel book I know there's going to be a steel book for this it has to and see I'm just like man if if GameStop does get the exclusive for the collectors, I will get it at GameStop. The thing about it is, but this is the thing about it is, I just gotta find one because a lot of the GameStops they're not around my area, and it's just like I will pay the hundred dollars or eighty dollars to get this. Now, if they don't do it or they do something, if they do like the regular game in a steel book as a bonus thing or a soundtrack at Best Buy or whatever. I will buy it. I will pre-order it and get that stuff because I think that's cool that they're doing that as part of their incentive when they do their first party. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a big one. And I'm like, I, I would drive. I did it for my OLED. I drove to Wisconsin to go get it. I would drive to another state if I see it available for pre-order. Because mm-hmm. if I know that that's the people in that state is don't care anything about it, oh, I'm going there to get it in the morning. I would tell my job that, look, I'll close at night or whatever. <laughs> Just give me the time to <laughs> go get this game. Right. So, uh, yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, like I said, we don't know the stories on the characters, but just seeing that mug in motion, mm-hmm. I was just like, it It now led me to believe this is why the Zelda team needed Monolith Soft. Because if this is an idea they of do what a, they're going for... I mean, they, they, I mean, we saw this on the Wii, right? They do such a great job of creating scale yes. on inferior technology. Yes. And that's... I think that like they don't get enough credit for Breath of the Wild because that game is so big and so like sprawling that it's incredibly difficult to imagine that that, that game fits on a on 13 gig uh download or uh uh the small mem- uh, the small cartridge, right? Like that's mm-hmm. it's insane to think about and like I think that Monolith Soft just does not get enough credit across the board. And I think I think Nintendo was very wise to invest in them, you know, after, you yeah, know, they so- I think they bought them after they ported the game to 3DS, right? I think that's when they bought them or invested in them, right? They, I think, I don't think they owe them fully. I think it's a retro slash rare situation where they own a majority stake in them, right? Like a Pokemon um- company situation. I think they ended up purchasing them because when I mean yeah. maybe they did. I just I I just I wasn't hundred percent sure on that. I didn't want to yeah, relay false when, information. Because when they because the thing about it is because I think it's it's the t- because they work with Square Enix for Xeno Gears. They work yeah. with Bandai oh. Nemco for Xeno Saga. Mm-hmm. And I think they somehow went independent or they were just They were okay, so here's here's what uh, it says on the Monolith Soft Wikipedia page. Uh, Monolith Soft uh, is a Japanese video game development studio originally owned by Namco until being bought out by Nintendo directly in 2007. So Nintendo bought them in uh. 2007. That's. Man, wouldn't that be awesome if we get like a Xeno Saga trilogy? Oh, heck yeah. Not that like I'm. <laughs> 
you know asking for more games that I'm not going to play because I have no time but but you got to realize that a hey, Nitty has worked with Square Enix. Nitty has really worked well with Bandai Namco. So I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. Oh man, the Metroid Dread Collector's Edition is on Amazon right now. Ooh. I'm really gosh, I would have to talk to Sana about this and she's asleep. <laughs> she would murder me if I bought something for $90 while she was sleeping. Uh I beat the game. I'm good now. Yeah, I it came in. I know, but I I want the steel book. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. So. Uh, but everybody, that has been the Nintendo Direct on February 9th. Uh, I'm going to turn it back into you, Corey, because I I was, I, I told everybody, uh, I told Corey, I'm like, I watched this thing six times. I know, I watched it. I watched it probably like two and a half times. It's It was, uh, I don't know, being away from like, nintendo for so long it was just like really refreshing to see a bunch of things that not only like not only a nintendo direct but like a bunch of things that i was excited for and it just was Mm -hmm. like i don't know like i told you at the beginning of the show i just like i i miss nintendo power box so much and like i think out of all this the biggest regret i have is 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 that is leaving and like you know i mean not leaving in the sense like not being on it because I, you know, I can be on it anytime I want, but like, you mm-hmm. know, just really not capitalizing on what we had, you know, and trying to expand too fast and whatever. Uh, but I really miss, <laughs> I really miss Pal Block. And this was like the, this was like the best night of podcasting in a long time <laughs> in terms of like this type of a show, you know, I just, mm-hmm. uh, well, like I said, this is how we do Nintendo Pop like old school. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna stuff. we're gonna do this again tomorrow night, right? So I mean, oh, <laughs> just yes. like buckle up, I guess. <laughs> yes, because uh, like I said, everybody, like Corey, when you mention something, and I, I, whether we agree or disagree, it gets me thinking to be like, now that when I take the time to think about it, and visualize it, be like, okay, it comes into play. So you know, <laughs> I mean, that was that was always you know people's you know criticism or compliment of us is like you were the hype and i was the realist and like (laughs) we just balanced each other out you know and that was that's how the show went for years and yeah you know it's it's you know some people are like the new format some people don't and but i mean when shows change that's understandable but like man we had some really (laughs) just (laughs) Sometimes I look at these old episodes and I'm like, what were we doing? What were we thinking? Why did we even say stuff like that? You know, because <laughs> like you... we were fans. We weren't invested in like becoming this giant influencer style website with multiple podcasts and everything. We were just fans of Nintendo. We were just sit and talk about <laughs> being Nintendo fans. And yeah, like that was that was that and you know this the nintendo direct i think allows us to do that again in a more constructive way but also like dude we we just pulled an old school cory and ed episode for two hours on a 40 minute direct and like half the games we didn't even care about you know what i mean like Uh, it and just 
and and then the other topics come into play be, and because our, our the other topics affect the Nintendo Direct because we could we predicting what could help be help for the future with this. Like I I think I presented to you Corey, I'm like if this is what we're getting for spring and summer, what are we going to see at E3 and what does that lead to the fall and the holiday because mm-hmm. right now we have expectations and definitely with um uh, Look, Zeta I'm Black good Particles for the year. Theme. I'm good for the year. Ooh, I just... I almost don't want Zelda to come out this year. Like, and, I, like and... at this point, like I, as excited as I am for Zelda, like I really think they should hold it till next year. At this point, like next March, and I was about to say the same thing. They I should agree. hold it to March, and like if you need a Zelda title, just give us the Wind Waker and Twilight Princess ports, right? Like that's that's really all they need to do or like release like a game boy advance thing for the game boy and game boy advance thing and release the Oracle games and the, and minish mm-hmm. cap on those. Right. Like if I know Nintendo said they wanted to release something Zelda related every year. Well, that's your out there, right? Like that's your out is you, you have these ports sitting and ready to go. Yes. Make breath of the wild two the best Zelda game you can possibly make it. I don't mind waiting with all this great stuff, especially with Xenoblade 3 on the horizon. Like, I don't need Zelda mm. this year now. Like, it sucks. I want Zelda. Like, I want Zelda yesterday. But, like, I with with Xenoblade and Mario plus Rabbids and Mario Kart DLC and, uh, you know, Fire Emblem Warriors, even yes. though I will hate myself for playing it. But, like, I just I just don't need it now, you know? And then I think with expression pass and whatever DLCs that they hold, you know, the Sega Genesis stuff and N64 games coming. Um, and I I got to include Microsoft and Sony of this. Like, if they release some big titles, push Zelda to, to 2023. Let that be the big game for March. Because I, I personally feel like, you know, with all of this greatness coming... Zelda needs to breathe. I'd rather have that game to be where it's running at 30 frames or 40 frames or whatever and be smooth and not have that Wii mm-hmm. U port yeah. to Switch experience. Yeah, because, I mean, that was, I think that was the thing with Breath of the Wild 1, right? They had to balance mm-hmm. it between two systems. And I don't know if they had time to optimize it for Switch because they were trying to get it out the door, you know, the console out the door with a Zelda yes. launch title. And like, don't get me wrong. They had they did a lot of stability patches, and it ended up being okay, right? But like, I mean, you can still run into Hyrule Field and throw, set some grass on fire, and a guardian chase you, and like that frame rate dips pretty hard, yes. right? Like, like thirty frames a second doesn't bother me unless I'm playing unless I'm playing like a shooter now, right? Like, it still doesn't bother me that much as long as it's a solid, fluid thirty frames, right? Like, in, yeah. But, like, once it dips below 30, like, you're going to have some problems. And this is where, like, and I don't want to get into this as much, but, like, this is where a beefier Switch would be nicer, Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, I don't know. We'll see. But I, I, like I said, I don't really need Breath of the Wild this year now. There's too many other awesome games coming out to take up some time, right? Even like I'm even like halfway interested in Kirby this year. <laughs> like it's just like, and you know, you know how bad I've bashed Kirby this whole time. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. And I, I will say this: I think Anuma, the the Anuma, the Zelda T, and my little soft. I think now that they had time to learn mm-hmm. to switch. 
in the tech, uh, even with their learn, even with them learning from Xenoblade Two coming out in 2018, I really think that they were just like, okay, we know what we can do, what our limits at, so we know where we could make it smooth, but still do it in an artistic style where you'd be like. What in the world did y'all do to get this running? Because I think that's the thing about uh, Monolith Soft. That's always been my question. How do you make something look amazing and it's running on this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Nintendo's always been good at that, but Monolith Soft has take, took it to the next level, right? Like, yes. They Even with two, right? Like, I know in handheld mode it doesn't run especially well, but, like, on the TV it looks incredible, and like this trailer looked incredible. They've had five years to work on this tech, mm-hmm. you know, and really optimize it. You know, it's 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 always hard to judge a system that first year because like it's a new system. Everybody's still trying to get used to it, especially like you know what I mean. And now that they've had five years to really work on it, I, I, even though it. this is not, even though this is not an, a Nintendo discussion or anything, I gotta give props to Monolith Soft. I gotta give props to Guerrilla Games, and I gotta give props to uh, Ninja Theory because I think those three are some of the companies that really make stuff look very impressive. That really that just blows my mind, and it always needs me to be like, "How did you guys do this?" Mm-hmm. And I I feel and this is no disrespect to any of the other developers for any of their respectable first parties, but I just. I, I get amazed and I just sit back and be like, how did you do this? Mm-hmm. Because I'm right now I'm blown away. And at this point in time, no one is touching what you guys are doing. And it really feels like you learned the system and came up with ways to code this to make it work. So um, that's just my last idea. Corey, everything is back into your hands. <laughs> uh, Cause um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to have a, As... uh, a, a good Nintendo old pop block discussion with you. Yeah. Uh, as much as I do want to keep talking and I mean, we're going to do this again tomorrow. So, but uh, well, for you listeners, if this, this is going up Friday morning. So uh, mu- uh, Wednesday's episode will be just an all out either good time or garbage fire, but <laughs> you know, uh, Anyways, I want to thank everybody for listening or watching to the Direct Recap Show. We tried to get these out in a timely manner after a Nintendo Direct. Uh, you know, usually it's me and Ed and a couple other people, but I'm glad it was just us tonight. You know, I know Dan wanted to join us, but he said he was tired. So, and understandably, because we didn't even start recording till 1030 and it's <laughs> almost one o'clock now. But uh well, thank you everybody for watching and or listening. Uh, if you're listening to Nintendo Power Block on Spotify or iTunes, give us a five-star review. If you're listening on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. If you found us on our website, bossrush.net, thank you for stopping by. Check out our banter pieces, our articles. Uh, I know a lot of stuff from the direct went up the last day or so, uh, trailers and articles and all that kind of stuff. So please uh Give them a read. Give them a look. Uh, shout out to the writing team for delivering on all of the content. It was uh, it was a lot. So uh, uh, you know, yes. it was good. Good job, David and and the team. I know a lot of people uh, worked really hard to get that out. Uh, Ed, where can we find you? 
You guys can find me on Twitter at that virtual code. You can check out more of my content on bossrush.net. Um, check out Nintendo Power Black on Sunday at Sundays on Mondays at 7:30, 8:30 live on our Twitch at Boss Rush, uh, Boss Rush Live, I believe is the yeah. name. Boss Rush Network. For Switch. It's just Boss, Boss Rush, Rush Network. Network. Okay, Bushwish Network on Twitch. Um, and yeah, join us on Discord where you guys can find me talk all days Nintendo, snacks, and more. Um, and check out Optional Opinion on SoundCloud. It is, uh, all my episodes are back up on there. Um, and new episodes will be dropping soon. Um, but yeah, and also everybody join us on Patreon. Uh, I believe uh, page, uh, can they go to Bushwish.net to check the Patreon? Um, or? Just go to patreon.com slash boss rush network uh we i mean they're in the, the link is in all the podcast episodes but it's easier just to go there if you want to support us okay uh, yeah i gotta i gotta kind of make a new ending housekeeper thing for yeah. the show i mean we're uh, gonna i mean the goal is to pre-record all this crap so we don't have to do housekeeping <laughs> yeah. anymore but uh i mean the the week everybody is quote unquote off i think i think you me and Laurent should get together and record a bunch of commercials and stuff uh, and Stephanie and maybe Celeste because everybody <laughs> gosh anyways yes uh... Uh, but yeah uh, everybody do uh, you guys can find me uh, there but yeah um, Corey back to you because dude I enjoyed <laughs> this <laughs> I, I really do yeah I God, you can find me at I am Corey HD on Twitter and Instagram you can find me hosting uh, Arsenal X the Xbox podcast if you want to come hang out and listen uh, what's happening over there you can find me hosting the Boss Rush podcast and part of Standard Definition and After Dark as well uh, yeah if you want to get some of our shows a couple days or a week early you can head on over to our Patreon for just a dollar uh, if not yeah. They'll, all of our shows are free there's no paywall it's just you know if you want to support us you can and we might as well just shout out everybody check out Crossroads on Tuesdays at 7.30 on Exodus 803 no, don't and do you can that. watch <laughs> Leron hates Nintendo don't support him oh. I'm just kidding I'm just <laughs> kidding uh, well uh, since we since we like doing all the show for fun. I know uh, anyways let's get out of here everybody's turned it yes. off by now uh, <laughs> I want to thank everybody for watching and listening to this ep- this episode of the direct recap show uh, there will be a regularly scheduled Nintendo Power Block on Wednesday on your free podcast feeds we'll see you next time goodbye bye everybody Woo-hoo! wow yes 